They don't want her, and she's scared to death of them. She needs friends. We need people. Let's invite her. For a moment, Caroline looked helplessly frustrated. Bonnie thrust her chin out, put her hands on her hips, and waited. Finally, Caroline sighed. All right, you win. I'll invite her. But you have to take care of getting Meredith to my house Saturday night. And Bonnie. Make sure she doesn't have any idea what's going on. I really want this to be a surprise. Oh, it will be, Bonnie said grimly. She was unprepared for the sudden light in Caroline's face, or the impulsive warmth of Caroline's hug. I'm so glad you're seeing things my way, Caroline said. And it'll be so good for us all to be together again. She doesn't understand a thing, Bonnie realized, dazed as Caroline walked off. What do I have to do to explain to her? Sock her? And then, oh God, now I have to tell Meredith. But by the end of the day, she decided that maybe Meredith didn't need to be told. Caroline wanted Meredith surprised. Well, maybe Bonnie should deliver Meredith surprised. That way, at least Meredith wouldn't have to worry about it beforehand. Yes, Bonnie concluded. It was probably kindest to not tell Meredith anything. And who knows, she wrote in her journal Friday night. Maybe I'm being too hard on Caroline. Maybe she's really sorry about all the things she did to us, like trying to humiliate Elena in front of the whole town and trying to get Stefan put away for murder. Maybe Caroline's matured since then and learned to think about somebody besides herself. Maybe we'll actually have a good time at her party. And maybe aliens will kidnap me before tomorrow afternoon, she thought as she closed the diary. She could only hope. The diary was an inexpensive drugstore blank book with a pattern of tiny flowers on the cover. She'd only started keeping it since Elena had died, but she'd already become slightly addicted to it. It was the one place she could say anything she wanted without people looking shocked and saying, Bonnie McCullough, or, oh, Bonnie. She was still thinking about Elena as she turned off the light and crawled under the covers. She was sitting on lush, manicured grass that spread as far as she could see in all directions. The sky was a flawless blue. The air was warm and scented. Birds were singing. I'm so glad you could come, Elena said. Oh, yes said Bonnie. Well, naturally, so am I. Of course. She looked around again, then hastily back at Elena. More tea? There was a teacup in Bonnie's hand, thin and fragile as eggshell. Oh, sure, thanks. Elena was wearing an 18th century dress of gauzy white muslin, which clung to her, showing how slender she was. She poured the tea precisely, without spilling a drop. Would you like a mouse? A what? I said, would you like a sandwich with your tea? Oh, a sandwich. Yeah, great. It was thinly sliced cucumber with mayonnaise on a dainty square of white bread without the crust. The whole scene was as sparkly and beautiful as a picture by Seurat. Warm springs, that's where we are. 
The old picnic place, Bonnie thought. But surely we've got more important things to discuss than tea. Who does your hair these days? She asked. Elena never had been able to do it herself. Do you like it? Elena put a hand up to the silky, pale gold mass piled at the back of her neck. It's perfect, said Bonnie, sounding for all the world like her mother at a Daughters of the American Revolution dinner party. Well, hair is important, you know, Elena said. Her eyes glowed a deeper blue than the sky, lapis lazuli blue. Bonnie touched her own springy red curls self-consciously. Of course, blood is important too, Elena said. Blood? Oh, yes, of course, said Bonnie, flustered. She had no idea what Elena was talking about, and she felt as if...